Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Pop a top again I've just got time for one more round Set em up my friend Then I'll be gone Alrighty, welcome back to episode 28 of Two Drunk Brothers in a Podcast Got a big one for you, baseball season's coming up So, got a pretty Baseball um, season is here it's here. It's here. Well, the first two games were played in fucking Japan last week, but we'll talk about that later. Anyway, something that Travis and I want to address that we didn't get to address last week because we were too excited about March Madness was our logo debacle. So, if you guys didn't notice, we, we, had, to change our logo. Our, we had to change back to our original logo. We had a problem. The logo that someone created for us, an SB Nation account that's associated with the University of Michigan, um, you know, kind of has the same exact logo. They called us out on it. We just went back. We're in the works to get a new one. Don't worry. We'll have something cool coming. It'll soon. be better, and the merch will be better, and everything will be better. For so. sure. Most definitely. We also want to touch real, real quickly on our March Madness brackets. Um, there, it was kind of boring, kind of vanilla. Um, a couple of our, our, our Belmont pick didn't pan out for sure. My, uh, I'm sorry I let you down the Montana pick, guys. Is yeah, Montana, Montana didn't pan out. This- I mean, the thing is, like, every year something crazy happens, and this year has been super plain. It's almost one, two, three, four through and through. So it's just – it's kind of shitty. I used a couple of vacation days for it last week to take off of work, and I was pretty unimpressed. Yeah. Also, Iowa State shit the bed. I had them in my Elite Eight. That kind of hurt. Buffalo, my Sweet 16. That kind of hurt. Cincinnati. Nevada. I had Cincinnati beating Tennessee, which Tennessee almost lost, but – I mean, the bulk of my bulk of our brackets still there. I mean, it's just not. I mean, all our final four teams are there. Just the upsets that we called in the first couple of rounds didn't happen because, like we said, this year has been pretty, pretty bare and dry. So hopefully, that means these next couple of days will be great to see. So, yep. Sweet we'll see. According to our Twitter poll, sixty-three percent of the people said that it was also disappointing. Yeah. So there you go. Um, Travis, you want to give a brief recap on oh, our gambling records? Before we do that, you do you want to switch up your Final Four teams at all? Yeah, because I want to see Oregon beat Virginia. So uh, okay. I would like to see. I think I think actually think Purdue can get there out of the. Um, I have Purdue as well now. I think, I think Purdue can get there out of the South. Um, I'm not so sure about my Kentucky pick out of the Midwest. I think North Carolina will be the one kind of going there. Yeah, I had UNC sticking with it there, so we both switched those. I'm still solid on Florida State. Me too. I'm I'm still on all in on Florida State out of the West, and then and I think State. Michigan State can beat Duke. No, I don't think so. Nah, I don't Michigan. think Duke's winning. They showed some weaknesses from the big man position last week. We'll see. I mean, I don't know. They're definitely going to demolish Virginia Tech. Oh yeah, I don't think Virginia Tech will be a problem, but Michigan State might be a problem. We'll see. I like Michigan State, Florida State, Purdue, and UNC. You like Duke and then the same. I, I like so. Duke, Florida State, Kentucky, I mean UNC and uh Purdue. Purdue. So yeah. 
We shall see, but uh, real, real quick recap on our gambling records because we haven't done that. Uh, so, Jared, yet. Jared hasn't put out any lines since we did last week. So, he's 30 and 31. I did. I, did, I didn't put out any lines, but I did, I did win 90 bucks last week. So, I got there you go. He is 30 and 31 on the year. I am 45, 38, and 3. There you go. So we are 75, 69, and 3. Last time we did the podcast, we were under 500. We're now six games above. So, yeah, I was in Nashville all weekend, or else I would have put, been more active. But you know, like Travis said, how March Madness was, um, it kind of sucked. But yeah, so we're back above that, that 500 clip. Anyway, we're going to roll into the trending topic segment full baseball, full MLB preseason, or I mean, pre, I mean, full MLB season breakdown <laughs> with our fourth ever guest. You'll hear that right after the right after the clip. So let's roll. All right, here we are with our fourth ever guest. I know these were close together between our last one and this one, but we wanted to get our good friend on here to talk about baseball season starting tomorrow. Will be today when this podcast comes out. Uh, he has a podcast coming out very soon, solely based on baseball called the foul ground podcast jack nations everybody hey thank you no really please take your time no no no. sit down no really no i appreciate it now everybody calm down no thank you yes i'm just here for a moment <laughs> i appreciate all the applause hey boys thanks for having me on how you guys doing doing pretty good doing pretty good man. <laughs> i'm doing so, solid so hey real quick i just gotta ask you said your gambling line was 75 69 and three Yes. I really appreciate that you guys gave a quick shout out to Rob Gronkowski with 69 losses on the week of his retirement. <laughs> yeah, on the week of his retirement, we you have a good You guys are a real up. NFL podcast, and I just want to say that I appreciate that about you. Absolutely. So Jack's uh, baseball podcast is coming out soon. You can follow them on Twitter at FoulGround and follow Jack himself at Jack Nations. So we're going to dive into – pretty much everything baseball and kind of like our futures pick on this season, who we like and who we like more. So here we go. Um, we're going to start it off first with the NL East most surprising team. We'll let our guests go first. So my most surprising team this year is going to be the nationals. Um, and the reason I say they're going to be surprising is because we kind of expect what we're going to expect out of the Phillies, right? We kind of know that the Mets are going to look good early and then suck terribly for the rest of the season like they always do. The Nationals are the team that I think a lot of people are sleeping on. <clears throat> but, you know, Juan Soto is going to be coming into his second year, and they've still got, you know, Strasburg. They've still got great pitching Scherzer. They've still got a great, good young core that's kind of coming up, and they've still got some veterans to coach them along the way. I don't think they win that division, but I think they probably get second, maybe third in that division, as opposed to ending up close to the Marlins, which is what I feel like a lot of people are writing them off as. Okay. Okay. I can, I can see that. Jared, what do you got? Yeah, I actually have a team that Jack was just talking shit on. I actually have the Mets as my surprising team. <laughs> um, they added some some veteran talent, you know, uh, Robinson Cano, Jed Lowry, Wilson Ramos, um, Familia, et cetera. Um, they also inked one of the best pitchers in the game and Jacob deGrom to a five-year extension, um, which is like the best thing that the Mets have done in years. However, the lack of depth, the lack, the lack of depth is very concerning. Um, so if they can stay healthy, if big, if that's, that's like, I'm going to say that a lot. Cause that's an 162 game season. 
That's Especially the their pitchers. That's their problem. Yeah, if if they can stay healthy, I can see him winning around eighty to eighty-five games. Maybe not making the playoffs. That's not going to get you there. But um, you know, I think that they are going to be. They're going to shock you a little bit. I know they always kind of come out hot, but I think if they can stay mm-hmm. healthy, they can kind of ride that for a lot longer than what they did last year. All right, so we That's have fair. three different teams because I'm. I'm taking like a different spin off of this. I know they won this division last year, but I'm going to say the Braves. I actually had the Braves on as my first pick, but I felt simply because I think that everyone thinks the Phillies are going to run away with this division, and I don't think so. Um, So that's I'm just picking that because they won last year, and I think that they're going to definitely give the Phillies a run for their money. Yeah, Travis, I totally agree with you. I actually picked the Braves to be my division winner as I go ahead and just jump myself into the next little part here. Um, I think the Braves are going to win away with the division to an extent because they've got that young talent, Ozzie Albies, Ronald Acuna. They still have Freddie Freeman, who I feel like people forget he exists, but he's so good. And they just picked up – I know that this could be, you know – Donaldson could be hit or miss, and I admit yeah. that. But that team was so good without him, and they didn't really lose anybody. There are still rumors that Kimbrell might go back to Atlanta. And if that happens, I mean, it's game over for the NL East, in my opinion. But even without Kimbrell, even if Donaldson is like a one-and-a-half win player or even just like a zero win player, frankly, they don't need the extra win. They're a good team. Um, and they got a lot of young talent that's kind of coming of age, and I expect them to pretty pretty much dominate that division. Not too much, but I think they'll win by four or five games at least. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I kind of agree with that. I think the Braves are going to be good. They have a lot of young talent, and like you said, they didn't lose really anybody, and it's, it's a team that won 90 games last year, so – I wouldn't be surprised if they kind of are in that 85 to 90 range again this year. I, however, just think that the Phillies are going to win the division. Um, you got McCutcheon and Harper in the outfield now. They got Gene Segura. They got Real Muto. How is that? Real Muto. Yeah, close enough. They got, they got him behind the plate. So they added a lot of good talent, not just in Harper, but they added some other good talent as well. Um, I was very, very torn between picking Philly and Atlanta here, but just the amount of <sighs> – talent that Philly added and they won 80 games last year. So they add all this talent and they lost very little. I think they can add another 10 to 12 wins um, yeah. here. I, but I think it's going to be close. Like there, I see them barely squeaking by the Braves, like when a 90 to 92, I have the Braves on like 88 to, to 90. Okay. Uh, so I see them barely squeaking past it, but I have Philly winning, winning the division. We could all have right. had a clean sweep here, but Jared had to ruin it. Um, I just think the Braves sneak in and they steal it from underneath the Phillies. I think it'll be a closer race, um, maybe than what Jack's saying, probably closer to what Jared is, but the opposite. I just think the Braves lineup is more solidified and well-rounded. Um, neither of them really have incredible pitching. I know the Phillies have Aaron Nola, um, but I mean, yeah, none Jake of them have Arrieta, like, don't forget he was okay. good in 2015. Yeah. <laughs> once he stopped taking roids for the Cubs, he, he fell off. Um, but Neither of them have incredible pitching, so I think a more solid lineup that the Braves have is going to do better than the three to four All Star lineup that the Phillies are going to be kind of riding off of. Sure. Um, so the more I look at ATL's lineup, the more I like it. Rolling with the Braves here for the NL East. 
Yeah, I think that those teams are really just about like one or two players doing really well or really poorly away from each other. That or it's going to come down to like a couple of games where they should have won, they didn't. Like those games that you don't really think about in April and May that really can come back to bite you in the ass later in the year. So, yeah, I I, I was very torn, but I I, I went to Philly. Yeah, that's a fair bet. Well, let's hope we can continue this. I also think, real quick, I also think the NL East is probably one of the toughest divisions in the in the in the MLB this year. I want to point something out to you guys. Actually, I don't know if you noticed this, but our our good friend of the podcast, Buster Only from ESPN, he's a good friend of the three of us for sure. We know him personally. Uh, Buster Only tweeted out on a Twitter poll who was going to win the NL East, and as you know, uh, being Twitter users yourself, you can only choose four options. So he left the Marlins off of the Twitter poll, and all these people got upset. What did you think was going to happen? They won 72 games or something last year. They're clearly the dog shit of that division, and people are getting mad at Buster only for not including them in the conversation. You know what? They're my most surprising team. They're going to come into from behind. They're going to come up with these prospects and the whole thing. Fucking Miami fans. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just they're they lost a lot. They didn't gain a lot. So right. can't, can't they're, they're in the there. ground for the next three or four years. For exactly. Sure. Exactly. So that kind of moves on to the NL Central. Um, I think it's another tough division, not as deep as the East uh, per se, but um, who do you have as your surprising team that you think is going to turn some heads this year, Jack? So I think it's going to be the Reds. Um, I don't see the Pirates doing well. They, you know, kind of, they're kind of right between are we tanking? Are we trying to sell tickets? You know, so they're not really going to be in the conversation. I think they're going to win like 72 games. And I think that the Brewers are going to be great. I think that the Cubs are going to be a little bit worse than they were last year, but still not bad. I think the Cardinals are going to be better than they were last year. But the Reds added some really interesting pieces. They added Yasiel Puig, who is hot or cold. They added Sonny Gray, who used to be hot, was cold in Yankee Stadium, which is about the worst pitcher's park since Coors Field. You know, so it's, again, kind of hard to tell. Um, They add Matt Kemp, who last year had the best year he had in four or five years with the Dodgers, and he batted 290. He had 21 bombs. And if he's like a bench bat for them, which he's seated to be a fourth outfielder right now, you know, he's Jose Martinez to the Cardinals, right? You know, I think that the Reds just added a lot of really interesting pieces. The one guy to pay attention to on that team is named Michael Lorenzen. Last year, he's a relief pitcher. And he hit four home runs as a relief pitcher. So keep in mind, he's throwing one inning every three games, and he still hit four bombs. He barely gets at bats. This year, they're converting him to be a part-time outfielder, trying to turn him into the next Shohei Otani or something. But it'll be interesting to watch him be really athletic in the outfield. And if he starts hitting home runs, they're a team that barks at third place. You know, I don't know that they get there. I think they still may be a fourth-place team. I just think they're going to do a lot better than everybody predicts, and I think they're going to give a, a lot of the NL Central some trouble. And I really hope Yasiel Puig gets in a fight with somebody. I think it's going to be really fun to watch him do that. <laughs> yeah, I actually have the same team. I think since he's going to turn a lot of heads this year. Um, I mean, they won 67 games last year, so the ceiling is, like, very, very low for them. Like, what a goal should be, like, how to improve. Right, they're gonna blow that 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 total out of the water. Like you said, adding Sonny Gray, the Yankee Stadium's a horrible pitcher's park. I feel like Great American's a bit better. Puig's right. hot and cold. Matt Kemp had a great year last year. Can he can he turn that up? They also got Tanner Rourke and Alex Wood as well. They that's true. That, they added that to, to their rotation, which is gonna do a lot. I mean, that's three pretty pretty solid pitchers right there. 
Yeah, so and two of them are National League pitchers too, which really helps, you know. Yeah. My biggest thing, losing Billy Hamilton sucks. They don't have a true center fielder, which that Lorenzen guy you're talking about, you said Shohei Otani, that's kind of stepping up, I think, more like a Rick and Keel type person. Sure, um, sure. But still, they all, another thing that gets overlooked is they have a deep bullpen, a very, very, very deep bullpen, which is something that a lot of teams don't have. Yeah. I think they can be a 500 ball team. I think they won 82, 85 games. Um, like you said, you know, creeping that third place discussion. But I think they're going to turn a lot of heads. Pittsburgh and fucking, I always forget the other one. Uh, the Brewers and the Cardinals and the Cubs. <laughs> I'd say there's only five now. Yours should be right. stinks. Houston's right. Well, now you're right. The other one is Houston. Yeah, I was. I was. The AL West. I'm so <laughs> green, but yeah, Pittsburgh's not great. I think Chicago's going to be worse. Than a lot of people think they were going to be. I think you're right. But yeah, I also have Cincinnati's my most surprising team. Good call. What about you, Trav? I just want to point out that this black logger is below par. <laughs> Wait, now hold on. Now is this a baseball podcast or a golf podcast? Because if this is a golf podcast, this is under two. A good thing. This is under two hundred. Okay. We okay. probably won't be able to finish it. Ooh, that's all, all right. Bad. Bring one. Bring one to me tomorrow. I want to try. Anyway, so I went with most surprising team, not based on like them being actually fucking awful, but maybe being good to better. And I'm going to be biased, and I'm going to say the Cardinals. Um, okay. we, they didn't make the playoffs last year and finished third, but they had the potential potential to win the division this year. Lots of talent, and if they stay healthy, which is always a problem for them, they have a good chance to win, I'd say, 90, 95 games, which in this competitive division could win it. Um, the acquisition of Goldschmidt and Andrew Miller are huge to their success, mainly because they just need that identity at first base and they need some relieving help. Um, so if they can stay healthy, I can definitely see them uh, winning this division and kind of shocking, shocking everyone. That's your division winner. Also, I'm going to piggyback off that. That is not my division winner. Oh, oh, who is it? I had the Brewers taking it only because I don't think the Cardinals will be able to stay healthy enough to win the 95 games, but they'll go ahead. Yeah, so I did the exact same thing. I think that the Cardinals can still win 80 to 90 games. Um, you know, I, I think that there's real potential for them to be wild card team, actually. Um, but I think that the Brewers are going to squeak by. Again, they're still in the conversation about Kimbrel. They're even in the conversation about Keiko. Their only weak spot in their entire thing is their starting pitching. But the way that team uses their bullpen, it almost doesn't matter. So the Brewers, I think, are going to squeak by. I don't think it's going to be a big gap. I kind of see the Cubs right around where they're projected at like 86 wins. I see the Cardinals closer to 88 or 89. I see the Brewers at like 89 or 91 or 90 yeah. or something like that. I also think it's going to be a close division race between the Brewers and the Cardinals. But um, call me a homer. Um, you know, the, the, the Cubs are relying – they didn't make a lot of offseason moves. They're relying a lot on, a, on their older players returning to form um, after yeah. having some of their worst seasons, like Bryant and Rizzo. So if they don't do that, then they're kind of fucked, and I think that's kind of where they're trending towards. Mm-hmm. So call me Homer, but I think the Cardinals win the division, and here's the reason why. Goldschmidt, awesome, you know, but that's not the reason why. Andrew Miller like, helping the bullpen, you know, let, letting um, Jordan, you know, Jordan Hicks have a full year of being the setup man, potentially the closer eventually. Um, I think a full season of a team 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Not managed by Mike Matheny is going to do <laughs> fucking wonders. Mike Schilt was 40 and 28 last year in the last third of the, third of the season. So I think that is the biggest difference. A team not managed by Mike Matheny who's fucking blowing games. Literally, that, that guy costs the, the Cardinals five to ten wins every year minimum. So Mike Matheny as a catcher was like a three win player. And as a manager, he was like a minus 15 manager. It was was horrible. Um, I, that's a really good point, Jarrett. Um, and you know, that's, yeah, I mean, the, the, you can tell kind of from the chatter around the clubhouse and around the organization that they are feeling a lot better about playing for that guy than they are for Mike Matheny or were for Mike Matheny. Most definitely. Um, but I do think the Brewers finished in a second in a close second and, I think whoever wins the central, you know, obviously, but I think whoever comes in second will end up getting the other wild card as well. We'll talk more about that later. So, so Jared's ruining the the streak again. But we, me and Jack, both picked the Brewer or both picked the Brewers, and Jared picked the Cardinals. You know what? I'll take him picking the Cardinals. The reason that, I, and also I'm not trying to be a homer either, but the reason that I think people would criticize us for sleeping on the Cubs is because they're obviously they have a lot of great players. You got to keep in mind that Kyle Schwarber. Is He's only gotten worse every year he's been in there. Chris Bryant was hurt twice last year. You Darvish hasn't done yep. anything. John Lester is always kind of at the breaking point of like throwing his arm off of his shoulder. And Addison Russell misses the first 40 games of the year. And I know people don't look at him as a big power bat in their lineup, but they don't have a lot of really great secondary options at shortstop. So I think that that's I mean, why the Cubs slide into that third maybe fourth place, depending on how well the Reds do. Their their time to win the World Series has came and went. Well, yeah, and they did. They did. They won one, which is congrats. I know. They they won it, but I'm just saying it's over now. Like, their yeah. good teams are over, and that's it. They got another 108 years coming. So maybe, um, maybe their shortstop shouldn't beat women, you know. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they can pay him a salary this year in pennies. Let's go into the NL West, boys. <laughs> yeah, so – so, to me, this is like one of the most weaker divisions in, in, in baseball besides the AL Central. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah. It's really bad. I mean, I mean I'm, I'm just going to go it, ahead. It's, it's and, a, so I'm going to say it's, it's a fucking two-pony race. I mean, pretty much, yeah. So, like, a surprising team in this division is I'm going to go with one that's not going to make it, but more or less, like, improve a shit ton. Let me guess. Let me guess. You said, you said the Diamondbacks. He's no, the Diamondbacks. I'm going to say the Padres. Oh, um, really? Yeah. And they, they're not going to make the playoffs. I'm going to say that, but they're going to improve. They're coming off of a 66-win season. I can see them probably creeping up on 80. They added a veteran, Ian Kinsler, 
Manny Machado, um, and then Garrett Richards as well. I know he's on the DL to start the season. Um, also, they added some bench players in Alan Craig and Greg Garcia. So hey, that's off them. Winning mentality right there, boys. But no, I can I can just see them. I mean, obviously Manny Machado adds a lot. His war is probably close to seven or eight. So with him alone, they're close to a 75-win team. I can see yep. them winning probably close to 80 and being in the middle of that division and not at the shitty bottom of the MLB anymore. Okay. I see that. I see that. Um, yeah, I mean, the Machado is enough to save the Padres, like you said, maybe in 2021 or 2022, like you and I talked earlier in the, in the year, Travis, on the podcast. I actually think the most surprising is going to be the Diamondbacks. Um, they lost their best marketable star in a long time in Paul Goldschmidt. But, and again, you know, former Cardinals got out of that team and uh, Luke Weaver and Carson Kelly, you know. Um, I think Luke Weaver – I mean, Carson Kelly was going to be the guy, like, that was going to replace Molina. So Molina's like, hey, I'm going to be a badass. I'm going to play until I'm fucking 58 years old. So <laughs> you have to go somewhere else. Um, I think he can help, help add some pop to that lineup. They have Archie Bradley in their bullpen. Bullpen finally stepping up. Archie Bradley, everybody. <laughs> Archie Bradley finally stepping into that closing role. Um, the lineup should have some young pop. If Granky can kind of be that ace, again, I can kind of see him being around that 75 to 80 win range. A lot of people yeah. are pegging them like the bottom of the division. I, I something that's the case. Yeah, and they also have Robbie Ray, who yep. wasn't as good in 2018 as he was in 2017, but, man, was he really good in 2017. I mean, just a strikeout machine, a win machine. And you have to keep in mind that Paul Goldschmidt was batting by the middle of June like one. 48 and they were still in like second place in that division that team lost their best hitter but I I, the reason I think the Diamondbacks do well is because I think everybody else in that division either slides down or doesn't slide up enough right the Padres are not going to slide up enough obviously I think the Dodgers are going to slide way down I think that they are going to see Clayton Kershaw play maybe half a season. I think he's going to be out at least 60 games this year. He's going to miss a, a dick load of starts. I think that they're, they, you know, they lost Matt Kemp who put up a ton of numbers for them last season was a big driving force. Turner is getting older. Seager broke his arm or some dumb thing last year. I think that the Dodgers are going to start sliding out. And that's why I actually pick the Rockies to win this division. The Rockies still have this young talent. I know that Blackman wasn't as good in 2018 as he was in 2017, but he was still really good. They've got – and they just lost Cargo, but Cargo wasn't really a huge asset to them compared to the rest of their lineup. Um, I think that the Rockies have the potential to really come in and win like 95, 96 games. I think that the Diamondbacks are going to be right around the 90 to 92 mark. Oh, wow. The Dodgers are actually going to slip – not only out of the division, I think they're going to slip out of the wild card, boys. I think this is the year that it kind of comes apart. They're going to fire Dave Roberts, which sucks because he's not a bad manager. Um, but I think this is the year, unless they make some huge midseason trades and just try to throw everything they can stick at the wall, they're in trouble. And, uh, you know, they gave up prospects to get Machado last year. They, they gave up uh, Wood, who was a good pitcher for them, and they gave up uh, Puig, who was always a good hitter for them. I just think that they're kind of almost like a shell of themselves at this point. And that's why I think that the, the Diamondbacks are going to do a lot better than everybody thinks. I think they're going to be a wild card team. I think that the Rockies are going to win the division. Wow. Well, 
Um, I'm going to kind of go off that. I don't have – I think the Rockies are going to finish second and, get, and, get it, and potentially get a wild card berth. But um, I actually still have the Dodgers winning, winning the division because of their rotation. You think you're relying on Kershaw getting hurt and missing some games, which he very well could. He has a bad back. Um, you know, and that happens as you get older. They still have this young kid named Walker Bueller, who's a fucking animal. Um, yeah, I just they, think their rotation's better or good even without him. Yeah, and then they still have the Asian guy, Ryu, however the hell you say his name. Jin Ryu or whatever it is. I mean, Rich Hill. He's really guys, good. If those guys stay healthy, if all four of those guys stay healthy, you're talking about one of the best rotations in baseball. I mean, yeah. hands down. So, yeah, I guess that's fair. I don't think they will stay healthy, but that's fair. Yeah, that, and that's the thing. Like I'm saying, if they stay healthy, I think the show, like the fact that they gave up a lot of prospects for Machado, and you know, all in like that is totally warranted. Like I get that because you have to have a good, you have to have obviously some offense to go with to go with your defense. I just think that alone is going to carry them. And what I consider not that strong of a division. Um, I mean, if you're talking about a, a Diamondbacks team that's going to have Granke as their ace with no Paul Goldschmidt finishing second. Then you're talking about a weak division in my eyes. I think that's enough to win. I think they're going to be one of the the worst division winners around like 85, 88 games. Um, and yeah, that's kind of how I see it. So, um, yep. And I'm going to stick with the one of you wrong and be on the other side. So I'm going to roll with the Dodgers as well, uh, edging out the Rockies and kind of what Jared was going off of based on their pitching staff. Um, Without Kershaw in, they're still solid. I know the Rockies have better bats, but they kind of lack the depth and the rotation that the Dodgers have. Exactly. Which, which I feel like is a huge component, um, especially in, in modern-day baseball, is having that good pitching staff because batting doesn't get you shit. It does um, in Coors Field. It does in Coors right. Field. My thing, my thing with the Rockies, though, and I forgot to mention this too, is their pitching staff way outperformed last year. That's true. So, like – they're gonna have to really, really... They can be. They'd have to just be as good as they were in Coors Field again. Yeah, and that's that's a hoping for a lot. But I'm optimistic. Yeah. I think no, no, I, I get it. I, I I like it. I agree. The Rockies very well could be, but you know, I just kind of see that. So that's sure. kind of how it breaks down. We'll talk more about who we see as our final wild cards and who we see going and went on to win the, win the pennant. But let's talk about some um, end of season National League awards. So who do you boys have for your National League MVP? So, I am going to be a very big homer here, um, and I'm going to go with Paul Goldschmidt. He is at plus okay. 1,400 right now. He's actually like fifth or sixth on the list of NL MVP, um, and it kind of makes me scared a little bit picking him because he just got that extension. So, it's like it's not yeah. like he has anything to prove because he's just got fucking paid. Sure. Um, but I do think that he's super pumped to play in St. Louis. He wants to show the fans what he's all about. He's coming in, uh, and he hasn't hit over 300 since 2015. But I feel like it's just that factor of coming into a new city um, and just playing so much better. So I think he hits over 300. I think he has in the mid to high 30 home runs um, and is in that heat of that MVP race. So, so I, I think that's a great – bet and I really like the idea that Goldschmidt's going to do better this year I kind of agree and the reason I agree that Goldschmidt's going to do better is because of how you look at what he did last year the reason his year was so bad last year is because he got on a terrible start but by the end of the season he was playing better than everybody else just his numbers didn't average out however 
I do not think that Paul Goldschmidt's going to win MVP. I think he's going to have a, a killer year, all the numbers you said. But listen, guys, Nolan Arenado hasn't won an MVP, and it's been six seasons of him being the best player in the National League. I mean, come on. He's always a gold glove candidate. He's always a silver slugger candidate. Last year, he was up and near the lead. of He 37 or home runs or something like that last year. I mean, he's just always right there. And I think that what you can tell is the thing, the thing you have to keep in mind with these MVPs is that the writers vote for them. And it's kind of the way like in the, in the MVP race for the NBA, you can kind of tell based on the chatter around the league who's going to win it. Like this year, it's probably going to be Giannis because of how everybody's talking about it. You can kind of tell it was going to be Harden last year. I think that for the same reason, based on the, what people talked about with Arenado last year, the way people are feeling like, look, man, he's been here. He's been so good every year for so long. I think this is the year the Riders cave and they finally give it to Arenado. They recognize that he's not just good because he's in cores. He's good because he's, he's amazing. He's a great baseball player. I like that pick. A great year. I like that pick. So we're all going to go with three different directions here, which is awesome. Um, I got one for you guys. It's probably going to be a bit of a shocker, but I'm going to go with Ronald, Ronald Acuna from um, – from from Atlanta. Oh, rookie young of the stud, year. Young stud from Atlanta. The kid's an absolute animal. I mean, he just turned 21 in, in December. Mm-hmm. Um, he hit 293, 26 dong shots last year, 64 RBIs. I think with the way everything kind of is setting up for Atlanta, we all think Atlanta's going to be a good team. I can see him hitting a, a, at, or around, a, at or around or even above 300. I see him get up in that 30 home run range, maybe the 90 RB, RBI range and bumping up his stolen bases to over 20. He had 16 last year. I can see him being, being in the in the 2020, maybe even the 30-30 the, the club, which we all know is very, very rare territory. Um, so I think if you can do all that, hit 300, bring in like 75 to 100 RBIs, um, I mean, I think he just has all the tools there, and the kid's going to be an animal for years and years and years to come. Sure. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, so who do you guys have then for, you know, we talked about the MVP. What about for the Cy Young? What do you guys think? So for Cy Young, um, and this kind of scares me even more too, because I'm going to go with another man that just got an extension as well and maybe repeat Jacob deGrom. Um, his odds are at plus 450. I mean, he showed us last year how dominant he was on an absolutely terrible cancerous team. And he still won the fucking Cy Young. So I think that if he can just come out and obviously, obviously it's going to be hard, but copy what he did last year, but now on probably a more positive team, he can, he'll win it again. I dig that. I dig that. I think everyone's going to say DeGrom, but like you said, Travis, like it's, 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 it's weird to pick someone to win an award and have a good, another great season after getting an extension, because that is the thing where people like, you know, have a regressive year after getting a big contract um, I'm actually going to go with a, with Aaron Nola from the Phillies. He's at plus 700. Um, he posted a 2.57 ERA and a .97 WHIP last year in a second full year as a starter. Um, he's only 25 years old. I think he's going to have a lot more confidence with that lineup behind him. Go out there and actually be more dangerous and know like with the Phillies last year, you're like I can only give up three runs a game or I lose. I think now he can be more dangerous. It could help him or hurt him. I just feel like that he is going to, in his third season, you know, 25 years old, he's only going to improve on the on, a, on an already improved team before the season's even started. So I think, and I'm going back to kind of look at this, um, the last time we saw somebody win back-to-back Cy Youngs, it was Roger Clemens. 
So, and that was in 97 and 98. Forgive me. I'm literally just looking at it. You know what? I take it back. It was Tim Lincecum, the freak. And I yep. can, I can see that. I, I can see that 2008, 2009. Um, here's the thing. I'm actually going with Aaron Nola too, because I, I was looking at Aaron Nola's stats. You know, I was trying to look at all of the qualified pitchers. Aaron Nola has literally gotten better every single year of his career so far. And he's still really young. I mean, this is his, Really, it's his fourth complete season. It's his fifth season overall. But his ERA has gone down almost every year. He's gone up in games. He's gone up in innings. He's gone up in strikeouts. He's gone up in strikeouts per nine. He's gone up in wins. And he capped that off last year with 17 wins, 2.37 ERA. Okay, If it weren't for Jacob deGrom having a sub-2 ERA and having the craziest season we've seen it a pitcher since Zach Greinke did something like that um, a handful of years ago I think that Aaron Nola might have been in the conversation for the Cy Young for the National League anyway but um, all that being said I think it's going to be Nola because I, I don't think it's really possible for DeGrom to continue that reign of dominance I think that the reason he got an excuse on only having like 11 or 12 wins last year or maybe even less than that was that his ERA was 1.7. I think he could pitch really well and throw 2.4, and that'd be Wins a are pointless. Yeah, you say that, but you know they're not because it matter. You know, you help your team win as a pitcher. If he has a 2.4 ERA and the Mets aren't that much better, then he still ends up with 12 wins, and I think that they're going to end up giving it to Aaron Nola, who's going to end up with closer to 20 wins, and I think he's going to end up with north of 200 strikeouts and. If you have a fucking one point seven, I don't know how you help your team win anymore other than Well, you're you're right there. I'm just saying I don't think that Jacob deGrom can hit that one point seven. I think he hits like closer to two four, two five, maybe even a little bit higher than that. And I think that uh I think he'll have a great year. I think he'll even be in the conversation. It's just gotta be so hard to win a Cy Young twice in a row. And he'd have to almost be he'd have to be at least as good or better than he was last year in order to win it again. So that's why I think it's gonna be Aaron Nolan, new guy who's gotten better every year, who was in the conversation last year, who hasn't won it before, who's on a hot, popular team. I think Aaron Nola is the, the right fit there. Yeah, I agree. I could also, like I said, I, I could see DeGrom kind of, kind of take away with it as well. So that brings us to our final end-of-the-year award before we move on to the American League. We have the National League Rookie of the Year. These are always hard to pick because you have some guys that kind of come out of left field. So, Travis, who do you have as your Rookie of the Year? Uh, rookie of the year, probably not so surprising. He's number two on the list. Um, it's Fernando Tatis Jr. He is plus 500. I mean, he's 20 years, 20 years old. And instead of keeping him in the minors for the first 15 games of the season so that they could have another year of control over him, which is what most teams do, uh, the Padres are going to put him on their opening day roster because he's that good. I like that. I uh, I was considering that. I was considering Victor Robles from um, the National. I bet, you, I bet you you stole mine then. Okay, did you take Peter Alonzo? I did, I did. Uh, I did. See, now Peter Alonzo, the thing about him, and I know J I'm going to steal all of Jared's stats before he can get to him, but he hit 36 bombs in AAA last year, but he had 119 RBIs. I mean, 
that's not a fluke. That's a good hitter. You don't hit 119 RBIs just. And he's gonna he's gonna rake in City Field. City Field's he is a great going to rake in City Field. And the thing is that like Jared talked about earlier, he's got some good hitters, Robinson Cano, and some other good established veteran hitters around him. He's gonna have some good pitching on his side between Syndergaard and uh, Degrom. I, I just. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. I think um, as long as Mickey Callaway doesn't screw up something or another, I think Peter Alonso is going to have a really good season at first base with the Mets. And they're a team that we're, you know, we were just talking about. They might be top three in the NL East. They might even be, according to Jared, they could be close to number one. Um, and I, I didn't say that. <laughs> I, I said they could surprise some people and be like – I think they could be a surprise to people. Wrong. I think they will surprise everybody. The only concern I have for Peter Alonso is that – Listen, man, Tim Tebow's after that job, too. So you guys oh, care. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Let's pump the brakes. Tim Tebow's not going to make the Major League roster in, in his lifetime. But, yeah, I mean, I'll keep it short. Peter Alonzo, he stole all the stats. Jack stole all the stats. But kid's a power-hitting machine. He's going to rake in City Field. Um, and he's on the opening day roster. So that works. Um, with that being said, we're going to roll into the American League. Starting again, we're going to go east to west, go through our go through our end-of-season awards. Um, and the American League for me is just kind of meh this year because I feel like in every division you can pick someone. It's very dominated. Yeah, it's, it's very like, you know, this person's going to – Top heavy for sure. Yeah, yeah, so in the east, we'll go ahead and go with – I feel like we all – I think we might all have the same division winner. We'll do that first. Do you, does everyone have the Red Sox here? No, I no. don't. So you guys are the Yankees then? Yes. No, I picked the Orioles. Yeah, I picked the Yankees. <laughs> so okay. Yeah. So you I, go was, ahead I was very torn. It. I was very torn between the Yankees or the Red Sox. Um, I think the Red Sox did did lose some talent, um, but I think that you know if Sale if Chris Sale can stay healthy, um, they have a very solid rotation. I think it's going to be a battle back and forth again, kind of very close. I can see like the the Red Sox winning 90, 90 to ninety three, and the Yankees winning like eighty nine to ninety two. So again, very close. But I'll let you guys talk about the Yankees. Well, I think that the division is going to be a little. I think the Red Sox are going to get more wins than that. I just also think the Yankees are going to end up with more than them. I think the Yankees could win a hundred games this season. I think the Yankees are, or the Red Sox are going to be close to that, but they're not going to hit it. Um, so you know, the Red Sox lost Kimbrel, but more importantly, they lost Joe Kelly. I mean, come on. It's one of the best pitchers of all time, in my opinion. Put him in the Joe hall. Kelly is Joe, Kelly's, Joe Kelly is great. He's a competitor, and he's the coolest guy to wear Oakley 
prescription glasses that I've ever seen in my life. Um, so I think the Yankees are going to take this one. I think they're going to get their strikeouts down a little bit. Uh, I think they're going to get some really good pitching performances. And again, I think the Red Sox, I, not that they're going to have a hangover. I just don't think, I think that they were really good. They were really stacked. But the question marks within the Red Sox organization last year was their bullpen, and they just lost two good bullpen pieces. So I just don't see a lot of strength uh, coming out of that team. Yeah. I the Yankees um, as well. I mean, they just they added a lot of pieces coming in to fill the voids when the rest of the players are resting and injured. Um, so that's why I think they can beat up the Red Sox. I mean, they have – DJ LeMahieu, who doesn't even look like he's going to be a, an everyday starter. No, he's is, like a backup utility. Yeah, he's a backup. He's not even going to be a DH because Luke Voigt's their DH. So you have DJ LeMahieu, who's not even a starter on on your roster. Right. A thing on right. its own. So. Yeah. Yeah. When the yeah when the conversation goes, if we sign Bryce Harper, we don't know where we're going to put him. Your team's probably pretty good. Um, I think that we're probably all going to agree that we're all going to be a little surprised by the Blue Jays, though. Am I, am I wrong here? Did you guys have the Blue Jays as a surprising team? No? I did. You, you did? did? Good. Travis? I had the Blue Jays. Um, I think that they could – I mean, they're on the up and up for sure. They're they on the up probably, and up. They have the best young prospect in the MLB. Period. Vladdy Guerrero Jr. The way that dude hits a ball makes my whole – body tingle it's the sound of it coming off the bat is better than beer it's 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 like better than everything (laughs) there i mean it's better than the stag i'm drinking today for sure um but i also think stroman is going to be really good i think that he's going to be you know a top 10 pitcher in the al um and they weren't good last year you know so you talk about them being surprising i think a lot of people expect them to be better but i think they could i think they could really put some they could make a wild card run they could they could be in the talks i think that's true i think they could be in the talks for the wild card fighting against the rays probably but i think they're going to be in the talks for it that's who you have the rays won 90 games last year and they surprised everybody um so i mean they still have their cy young award winner in blake snell they added charlie morton the rotation there's questions about the bullpen um, but I see them kind of like as the Blue Jays in your guys' eyes. I see them kind of competing for that third spot in the AL East and maybe even, you know, kind of if they can, you know, overcome a lot of big things. Another team is kind of turning it around a lot quicker than people thought. Um, I think they could, you know, kind of compete for that. So that, that's kind of my team. But I could also see the Blue Jays there as well. Um, AL East is, is kind of like the NL East. It's, it's pr- pretty deep with talent. So, yeah. Definitely. On the other hand, the AL Central has no talent at all. Dog shit. This is probably the worst division in baseball. Bad. It's probably the worst division that we've seen in baseball for the past two or three years. I mean, it's unbelievable how the Indians, I think 2017 kind of showed us, and then 2018 really showed us. The Indians were like a kind of okay team probably a third or fourth place team at best in almost any other division in baseball. And they ran away with the AL central because the rest of the division is so bad. They're so bad. They're awful. Tigers, the Royals are all dog shit. I mean, the angels are not a great. Whoa. Angels, angels in the West. They're a big guy. You're right. I'm sorry. Who am I? So the twins are not a bad team, but I, I mean, it's just, it's not even. So we all have the Indians winning the division, right? I mean, oh, there's no debate. Yeah. 
Now, the team that I think will surprise everybody a little bit will be the White Sox. I think. Yep. Hey, you I motherfucker. Got, yep, me yeah, too. Nope, stealing the stats as quick as I can. Luis Robert, they've got Jan Makata. They got, the big one that I'm going to really pay attention to here is Michael Kopech. He was supposed to be this great pitcher. He had to have Tommy John. He's going to be pitching at some point this year. I don't know if it's um, early in the season. Like, I don't know if he's on the opening day roster, if he starts on the injured list. But um, he's really good. He's a big, strong, hard-throwing starting pitcher who can – I mean, he can really, really put on a show. And, and yeah. it'll be fun if he can play to watch him play. Yeah, I mean, they attempted to learn Machado by signing some some big talent. And while people may view it as a failure by not getting Machado, they still got some good talent around them, you know? I mean, right. I know well, worse than that, they signed Machado's brother-in-law hoping yeah. that that would entice him to come. And now they have this not very good backup catcher and backup first baseman on their roster for no reason. Yeah. But, I mean, still, like, it gave the whole organization a breath of fresh air in a division where I think that pot with the possibility you could turn some heads. Like I feel like Cleveland, I'm going to pick them to win because of Kluber and Trevor Bauer, but they're going to win it with 85 to 88 games. And I very well think that Chicago could be a team that could surprise people and maybe even take that away. I agree. Yeah. I, I mean, they, they got the Alex Cologne, Kelvin Herrera and Irvin Santana, all solid, you know, additions to their roster. I mean, I don't think they're in any way, shape or form fucking going to compete for the wild card or a playoff spot. But and they They're also be better than they were last year. They also added my least fucking favorite player in the MLB, John Jay. Um well now hold on. You and I both know that your least fucking favorite player in the MLB is Johnny Cueto. So if you want to put that guy <laughs> top five, that's fine. But let's not John, add, let's not John add Jay the, the karate kid. Least favorite player on my favorite team ever. Um, but even then, I think they can push towards winning 80 games this year and be surprising considering how the White Sox are. Yeah, I agree. For Do sure. they win more games or less games than the Cubs? They win less. less. Uh, yeah, they win less. 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 I think it's closer than Cubs fans will be happy, though. Yeah. Yeah, closer. no, it'll, it'll, it'll be way closer than what they'll, they'll be comfortable with for sure. That's right. That's right. All righty, moving into the last division. You know, we have the AL West, which – you look at it, it's kind of a crapshoot, I think. Um, yeah, I agree. Uh, who do you guys have as your most surprising team? Because I'll tell you right now, my most surprising team, my division winner, are the same one. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, well, so Jared's most surprising team had better be the Astros, or I'm going to be – my feelings are going to be really hurt and confused. Oh, yes. he's shaking his head. That makes me worried. Well, let me get the normal stuff out before I run out my door and scream into the parking lot about whatever. Well, let me, yeah, let Jack go, and then I'll, I'll follow up with my surprising team. So my surprising team is the Angels, and, and they didn't really – Motherfucker. Do- Nah, it's because you love Matt Harvey, isn't it? It's because you love Matt Harvey. I want to keep going first because every single one of my picks has gotten stolen. You know what? I'll take it back. Actually, I'll take it back. I'm going to say the ace so that you can talk about the angels. No, you got the angels. It's fine. Go ahead. I don't have much to say. So the athletics. I don't have much to say. You pick the angels. All right. The angels are good. um, And they have Shohei Otani, who I don't think is going to do as much pitching this year, which means we'll get to see him bat more, frankly. Um, they've got Mike Trout, obviously. The thing is, they didn't really add a lot of pieces other than Matt Harvey, but I still think that they become Trevor a Cahill. little bit. 
Yeah, that's what I said. They didn't add a lot. So they, uh, I think that they're still going to play better than they did last year. Yes, they won 77 games, I think. I think that they're going to win 80 this year. Um, and it's not for any big additions. I just, you know, you saw the way some of these guys played last year. You kind of expect something a little better from them. I think that Matt, uh, I think that Matt Harvey is going to pitch a little bit better in warmer weather. You know, I know it's a stupid thing. I just feel like they're going to be, they're going to be closer to being in second place in that division than they were last year. That doesn't mean they're going to get second place in that division. It doesn't mean they're going to be close to a wild card. I just think they're going to do better. I still think Oakland is the second best team in that division. I mean, I just think that also Mike Trout is tired of probably going nowhere. I know he just he's a rich some bitch now and got paid a shit ton of money. Mm-hmm. But at some point, you got to be like, okay, I'm tired of fucking losing. Well, now that he's set in, maybe it'll be easier for him to focus on winning. So now he's got to get tired of losing and he's got to try to win some games. This is the year that Albert Pujols hits 50 home runs. Okay, that's gonna happen. <laughs> I'm calling it. They're gonna win 84 games. <laughs> All righty. So my surprise right, team is also the Angels. And I have them also winning the division. Oh, my God. What? I had to have one wild fucking hot take off the wall, and this is it. Jarrett, when you were going to say the athletics, at least I thought that you were crazy within reason. Now I need to call you <laughs> and have her check on you. What is it that you're drinking over there? Is it absinthe? Are you all right, Yingling, dude? Yingling, brother. Yingling. <laughs> Yingling. Um, okay. fresh, from, uh, fresh from some gas station in Kentucky on the way back from Nashville. Uh, so maybe <laughs> maybe, maybe that's, that's what's wrong with it. Anyway, well, full season of Shohei Otani, the $430 million man, Mike Trout himself. Travis has said it best. He's fucking sick of losing. I mean, we've seen Mike Trout – have seasons of a war where it's been close to 10. I think he can have a season now where he can maybe even eclipse that number, get close to that 10-11 range. So you had 11 wins on top of 77 last year or whatever it was. I mean, it's not fully 88, but you also had Matt Harvey, Trevor Cahill helping round out that their, their rotation a little bit. That was a mess last year. I feel like with the weapons they have and, you know, if they – I know you said Shohei Otani is not going to pitch as much. If Even if they use him for every, like, 10 games or whatever, he's still going to be able to come in and pitch solid. And then when he's not pitching, he's playing, he's DHing, whatever the fuck he's doing. Right. And then you have, you know, I mean, I, I feel like that their team is going to be very, very underlooked and everyone's going to is going to overlook them. Um, and I think that Mike Trout wants a playoff run, and uh, I feel like he's going he's gonna to get – um, a little bit of one this year. So I'm actually picking the Angels as my surprise team and my division winner. There you so go. I like, I, like where I like where your head's at. The reason I don't think Shohei Otani will pitch as much is because he had that arm injury last Because he's year. trash. He's not trash. He's actually fantastic, but he is coming off of an injury. Now, he hit 24 home runs last year as a pitcher. So let's not get it twisted. The dude had Tommy John at how old? He was 22. He could never pitch again, and he'd still be a better right fielder. Because Asians are, like, way older than what they are. He'd be a better right fielder than any single person in the entire AL Central if he only played right field. Okay, he's still a really good player. He'll still put up close to 30 bombs. Shohei Otani's great. The thing that you're not thinking about – I'm not saying you're not thinking about Jerry, but the thing I'm worried about is that they already had Mike Trout. And I'm not saying Mike Trout can't get better, but can he get – 10 games better than he was last year? I mean, I don't know. If he can, Mike Trout's the kind of guy who he, the sky's the limit. He's unbelievable. But we'll just have to wait and see. I think I think, I, I, I think I think the bigger piece of adding some pitching 
that they haven't had before because of the warmer yeah. weather's thing. Like I don't know. I think that's that, true. That, that was that was my thought process. I had to have one crazy hot take. There was. I don't it's not terrible. Know. It's not terrible, yeah. but I do think that the fact that the Astros have like three guys that could win MVP very easily between Alex Bregman, Carlos Correa, Jose Altuve. I think that that's going to put the – I mean, even Verlander, if something crazy happened. All those guys are such high-quality players. They're, there's just no holes. You know, the, the Astros have no holes. They won 103 games last year, and it was like they were not even really trying. So I kind of – I'm picking the Astros to win it again. I think they're yeah, going to do I mean, really, really well. Easily the most dominant team in this division, without a doubt. Right. Coming off a World Series win, they're not going to not win their division after pretty much losing nobody. I don't even know if they lost anyone. They won the World Series, the Red Sox did. They lost Dallas Eichel, apparently. They won the World Series the year before. Right. And then then they they went to the World Series. No, they didn't. They didn't. They lost the Red Sox, man. Hey, man, watch baseball once before you do a baseball podcast, Travis. Come on. I've been drinking since 4 o'clock, okay? (laughs) So sorry, I'm talking about – No, but I know what you're saying. I mean, they were really – they were in the ALCS, and they lost to the Red Sox. They should have went to the World Series if they didn't play against God's team. I mean, they were – and you know what? They looked really good against Boston compared to how well Boston was crushing everybody. They got the second most wins in baseball at 103 behind Boston's 108. I mean, they're a good team. They they lost Dallas Keuchel. Last year, I was like, it's not even fair. It's literally not even fair. But they did lose Dallas Keuchel, and you never know when Justin Verlander is going to let the wheels fall off or he's going to get hurt. Um, You know, I – if you're relying – on some of their third, their fourth pitchers, right, that are in that rotation, I, you know, it starts to get a little dicey. And I'll give you that. I think their hitting is going to be there. But if they have a few injuries um, to their ro- – if they have an injury to their rotation, any of them, especially Verlander, and they lose, say, Bregman or Altuve or both of them, for any period of time, it starts to get a little rocky. I don't think that there's many things that could happen that could make them lose to the Angels, but it's still – I mean, it could happen. It's just the Angels are the team that have a really high ceiling with Mike Trout. The Angels are are the 2006 Cardinals. Yeah, okay, that's that's fair. I mean, they have Albert Pujols. Dallas Keuchel had a very average year last year, very replaceable year. Yeah. So he could be replaced by a, a decent pitcher and step in and do the role that he did. So we have the Astros and Jared is going on a limb and picking the Angels. So none of us had three different division winners. I will say that in the whole thing. So let's move on into the AL awards and the MVP. Um, who did you guys have? $430 million man. Mike Trout, baby. Yeah. All right. Well, you guys both picked him. Um, I am going to not pick the most favorite in here. I'm going Jose Altuve. Okay. Um, more, more of like a kind of like a dark horse standpoint because he's plus 3,000. And he hasn't hit under 300 since 2013. Yeah, well, Mike Trout hasn't hit under 400 since he was 12. Okay, so what are we I, talking about? The, the problem is that people value home runs so much is why I think that Jose Altuve might not seem a chance because he's just like a 320-hitting base steal and machine. Yeah. So a guy who is five foot six 
doesn't win MVPs. You're right. Well, Dude, he won stuck. one. Yeah, he won one. He yeah. won one in 2017. Yeah, but and David Eckstein won a World Series MVP. That counts for something. He's like five foot one. Yeah, I mean, I I I, I like the Altuve argument. I, I just think that Mike Trout. It's gonna be. It's got to be Mike Trout. He's just unbelievable. If he gets hurt, maybe it's Altuve. If Trout misses half of the year, maybe it's Altuve. Has um, Trout won an MVP? He's won two, and he's been in the top five every year of his career. Yeah, even which even is I don't think ever happened. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, we're gonna roll with Cy Young. We're gonna roll with Cy Young here. We we got we got a good flow going. I got a, I got a bit of a dark horse for the Cy Young, so I'll I'll let Travis go first and Jack, and then I'll go. I have a I have a pretty big dark horse. I hope I don't steal him. I go ahead, Mike Clevenger. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Oh, he's 28 from years the old. Cleveland Indians. From the Cleveland Mr. Indians. Long hair, don't care. Yep, he is his fourth year in the majors. His ERA has went down every single year. So at this pace, he's going to have an ERA under three, a whip under one. Um, and he's going to be playing for a, I mean, a division winning team who's probably, so it's going to get him wins. Um, he's at plus 5,000 right now. So I think, I think if he comes out and has a solid year, it'd be an awesome story. Yeah, he, really he, cool. he just got to overshadow Corey Kluber and uh, Trevor Bauer in that, in that rotation. That's the only thing. Well, Trevor Bauer's just going to go play with some drones and cut his fingers up all year. So, um, <laughs> all he's got to do is – I mean, if he has a good year, he could easily do it. Yeah, I think you're sure. right. Oh. All right, yeah, Jared, what about you? No, you go first. Well, see, mine's not a dark horse, and now I don't feel as cool. I kind of want to, like, say Matt Harvey and say that he has a great comeback in L.A. But I went with Justin Verlander, guys. I know that's yeah. a really obvious one, but, I mean, he was really good last year. He's a dominant postseason pitcher. I know that doesn't matter, but, I mean, he's just an inning-eating, winning machine on what I perceive to be a crap division, which means he's going to rack up 17 to 25 wins. And he's going to have an ERA in the 2.5 to 2.8 range. And he's going to have 250 Ks. I mean, you know, my thing is that I don't think Blake Snell is going to repeat. And I don't don't think – you know, Mike Clevenger is a great one. I think Corey Kluber is going to be good too. There are some really good pitchers there. I just think that when you look at who is the one guy that I would pull from the AL – to be my starting pitcher. If it's not him, it's, it's Luis Severino. Um, so he has a shoulder injury though, big dog. I know. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like that's, 
That's what I'm saying. That's why I'm choosing Justin Verlander. Because I looked at Luis Severino, I was like, oh, he's not playing until May. So that's... If, he, if he were healthy all year, I'd probably be picking him. But Bo, you know, listen, li- listen to this pick then. So, again, Severino. Rick Corsello. Nope, not playing until May. I'm going with James Big Maple Paxson from the New York. Oh, okay. yeah. he had a good year last year, and he threw a no hitter, right? Yep, he's a, he's plus eighteen hundred for the Yankees. Severino's hurting, hurting until May, like Travis said. Shoulder injuries are tough to come back from; may not come back. If Tanaka can't return to form, he could be the ace in that rotation of, like you guys said, a very, very good Yankees team. A Yankees team is going to put up runs. Dude got no run support in Seattle coming to a team that was top three in run support for pitchers last year. So with that run support, again, it's like I think you get a lot more confidence. You're able to kind of go out on the mound, be more confident in yourself. Um, and I think if he can step up and be the ace, he's going to thrive in New York. And I feel like he could very, very well lower his numbers, return to form like he was when he was like 25. Are you telling me that you're ruling out CC Sabathia as being the best pitcher on the Yankees? Because, Jared, I won't hear it. I won't hear it. This is CeCe's town. He is will he, have the lowest ERA. Why does he – there's no way he can still – he's a reliever, right? No, 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 no. He's going to be a starter. He signed a one-year extension. I, oh, I think he's going to How be. old is that man? He's got to oh, be in – he's oh, got to be 40. Seven, easily. Let's see here. Hold on. I'm looking it up, doing some on-the-fly research. He's 6'6", 300 pounds, and he is 38 years old. He um, looks like he's 58. <laughs> he doesn't look good but uh, he, you know I like it I like a big man on the mound I, I want Bartolo Colon to sign a deal somewhere and have him win the AL Cy Young Shit. I'm just saying you got you got to watch out dude James Paxson big maple from Canada he's 30 years old it's a really wow. good pick both of you guys with these sleeper picks I like them both a lot a awesome. lot I mean yours that is kind of a sleeper Verlander wasn't the favorite and that's true but you know He's, it was, like it the was easiest name to pull out of the hat, you know. It was Snell, and somebody else was in second, and Verlander was third. So Verlander, you always want to root for somebody who's dating Kate Upton, you know. Verlander yeah. had an amazing year, but I feel like he's got to fall off eventually yeah. and have like a just like start declining. So, yeah. um, going to LA, AL Rookie of the Year, we better all have the same pick. Yep, yep. Vladdy Guerrero. Vladdy Guerrero I mean, Jr. He, his odds are even. Ethan. <laughs> I mean, that, I think that just tell that's the tell all here. It's not even going to be close. The thing is that the the Blue Jays, so he's hurt right now, and that's really lucky for the Blue Jays because they already announced they were going to keep him down for the first fifteen games to you know keep his arbitration years extended. Um, he happens to have like a very minor oblique hamstring injury. There is just almost no way this dude doesn't crank it in Toronto. Um, the concerns that you might have for him is that he had some defensive issues in AAA, which is why he stayed, apparently why he stayed down there as much as he did last year. But there's a whole third base. And, I mean, he can play DH. He can do anything, man. He hits the I'll ball. I'll say anything, so yeah. The way it's wow. the ball, our, our dad, Travis and I's dad always told us, like, when we were kids, like, if you can hit the ball, they're gonna find they're gonna find some place for you. Yeah, look at Jose Martinez. He can't yeah. even run. And yeah. He's got a job. The dude's like a fucking goddamn T Rex. He can't do anything. That's right. <laughs> but, uh, but that's true. And, and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. can hit the ball. What's so funny is that when you watch videos of his dad play, he's such a goofy hitter. He hits balls that bounce off the dirt, or he hits with his eyes closed, or something ridiculous like that. Vlad Guerrero Jr. has the most beautiful swing I've ever seen. 
ever. Period. Like he's it's a he's so, a fucking so unit. Good. He's yeah. so big. He's thick. Yeah. <laughs> he's a thick unit. I will say. Thick with thick with thick thick with two C's. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. The dude hit 400 across the minor league system last year. I mean, unreal. He had like a thousand OPS. I think over a thousand OPS across the minor. It was just dumb. His stats were stupid. Like you said, Jack. The Blues just lucky he got hurt because they're keeping down anyway. Stupid. (laughs) Stupid. I ain't gonna let you get the chance. (laughs) If that takes us in. What'd if you, somebody what? pitches, if somebody pitches anywhere in the strike zone to Vladimir Guerrero Jr., God bless them and their family. Because yeah, seriously, it's yeah. dumb. So what that takes us into our postseason predictions. Very, very, very far out, but we're gonna go with the wild card teams from the NL and AL. So AL's up first, Jack. Who you got from the AL wild card teams? So the wild card teams is kind of goes in in line with what I was saying about uh, the National League. I think that the Cardinals are going to come in second place. I said AL. Oh, the AL. <laughs> Oops. So I think the Red Sox are going to take it um, the first spot. I think they're going to be really close behind the Yankees. I think the Yankees are going to win it. So I think they're going to take that first wild card spot, um, and I think they're going to play the athletics in that game uh, i think that the okay like we talked about the al central sucks i think that the a's who did really well last year and they have got so much young talent they're going to keep all of it uh they had a gold glover at third base steven piscotti hit well after his mom died r.i.p they're i think they're going to be uh they're going to be a good team i think red sox going to be a great team uh so I, I have the red sox and the athletics all right, I have the Astros and the Yankees in mind because I have the Red Sox winning the division in the East. I have the Angels winning the West, so I have the Astros and the Yankees in my wild card game. That would be a wild, wild card game. Yep. I mean, whew. Either, either or, it's going to be the Red Sox or the Yankees. We know that. I have Since I have the Yankees winning the division, I have the Red Sox, and I'm combining Jarrett's. I have the Red Sox and the Angels. Woo! Game. I like that. It's interesting. I like that we got three different combinations here, finally. Here we go. Um, and then in the NL, who do you got? Okay, so I went, because I think the Brewers are going to win the Central, I have the Cardinals right there. I think they're going to be uh, – I think they're going to have the top record of the National League wildcard teams as well. I just think it's going to be really close. It, they, they could have second, they'll be off by a game. The other team is the Diamondbacks. And listen, I think the Cardinals beat the Diamondbacks in that one-game playoff, boys. I really do. I think that the Cardinals have more star power and more ability to, you know. And how awesome would that be for Goldschmidt? Yeah. I mean, it would be pretty awesome for Goldschmidt. And you know what they'll, you know what he'll say when they ask him about it afterwards? Oh, yeah, I just try to put the ball in play in games and uh, <laughs> just come out here and play for my teammates. And, uh, he has a Jordan you know, Benning to be here. Yeah. Yeah. No shit. Um, in my NL, I have the Braves and the Brewers because I had the Cardinals winning and I had the Phillies winning the East. Cardinals winning the Central, Phillies winning the East. So I have the Braves and the Brewers in my um, in my wild card game. I actually think the Braves come away with that one. Um, 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. And in my other, yeah, so that uh, Braves and Brewers in mind. I like that. Um, All right. I have the Cardinals, since I have the Brewers winning, playing the Phillies. So, because I did be a fun one too. That'd be that an be awesome fun. fucking matchup, which I'd be honestly terrified for. Yeah, I wouldn't. I'd love to see Bryce Harper get a golden sombrero, four strikeouts in a, his first technical playoff game in Philadelphia. I think that'd be hilarious. Um, <laughs> But yeah, we'll see in St. Louis. In St. Louis, it'd be even better. It'd be funny wherever it is, but it'd be really funny in St. Louis. Um, so, all right, we figured out the wild card teams, and we know who's winning the division. Who do you guys have coming out of the NL and the AL to go into the World Series? Who's going to win the pennant? Jared, who you got? I got the I got two teams that had in the wild card game. I got the Braves and the Yankees. Braves and the Yankees. Yep. I think the Braves. Oh, yeah. got, I think the Braves got a lot of young talent, and I'm really high on it. Though I looked at it about seven different ways, and every time I did it, I had the Braves. Um, and like you said, the Yankees are strong. I could very easily make a case that they're, they're, that they're going to win the East. I think it's that they don't, but they kind of comes to light in the playoffs, and they kind of figure it all out. And and I'm going to the World Series. You know, Jordan, right. I like that you said that because my uh, my cousin Stephen Nations, who is the co-host of the Foul Ground Podcast, coming to AirPods near you soon. Uh, he also thinks that the Braves are going to make it out of the NL, and he thinks they're going to play the Yankees. So I like that. There you go. That take. Wow. We're just going to be basically stealing material from this podcast. <laughs> ours. Um, you guys knew that already. We're actually going to use your old logo for ours to see if SB Nation tries to sue us too. Um, we are. Uh, I'm. I'm coming out though with the Brewers. They were really close to beating the Dodgers last year. Not really close, but close enough. You know, they made it to the championship series last year. I think that they're going to um, they're going to come out, you know, just swinging, and I think they're going to win the NL, and I think they're going to play the Astros. Um, and at the end of that, I actually think that the Astros are going to win the World Series, and I think they're going to do it in six games over the Brewers. I don't think. All right. Well, you just game. get you went to the next question without my pennant winners, Dick Face. Oh my! Um, yeah, I didn't care about what you thought. So I, I have it's over it. I also have the Yankees as well as Jarrett. Um, my NL pennant winner is your very own St. Louis St. Cardinals. Louis. You didn't do it. You did not do it. Come you on. Did it. The Yankees and I the did Cardinals it, man. In, the play, in the World Series. And then that would be and, fun though. That would be fucking hella fun. And then, as my way too early World Series winner, I got number 12. Okay, the Cardinals are going to win it. So how shitty are we going to be to John Carlos Stanton if he comes here? Oh, I will throw popcorn at him. St. Louis, and then trying to strike out, you know, 46 times in one playoff series, one World Series. Why? Why would you do that, man? I don't know, man. I was feeling it. I was feeling it out. I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm just going to go for it, and I'm just going to be I bold. Mean, I, I, I don't hate it because – We are we are number six on the favorites. Yeah, dude, when I was when I was looking 
at the NL, the way the the way I have the the NL like playoff picture laying out, I I wanted to make a case for us. Like I every time I did, I was I, I actually have us in my bracket, quote unquote. I have us losing to the Braves in the in the NLCS. Okay. I mean, I I wanted to do it. I actually do have the Yankees winning, winning the whole thing. Um, just the talent in the lineup. You know, Severino comes back and Tanaka does return to form before the end of the year, along with my guy um, Big Maple. Um, then you know, I I think that they'll have all the pieces there to kind of take it home. So, yeah, I can uh, I can definitely see that happening. I think that the the NL is the one where things are really up in the air, um, where there's like seven or eight teams that could theoretically make a run. I think in the AL, you know, we're all kind of between maybe Boston, probably the Yankees, or probably the Astros. I personally went with the Astros. Um, I think that they're going to make it back to the World Series. I think they're actually going to win it again. I think they're going to beat the Brewers. I don't think the Brewers have the gas to get all the way through a World Series. Uh, I think that their real talent is too young and just hasn't made that type of an appearance happen yet, um, besides like Lorenzo Cain. Um, I know. And Yasmani Grandal. But I, I think that the I think the Astros are going to come out on top. But I really like – the Cardinals pick, you know I what? Be, I will Feels be like cars upside down in downtown St. Louis. <laughs> if we beat the Yankees, oh yeah, in the World Series, I'll drive to New York and turn cars upside down there. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Dude, if we played the Yankees in the in the fucking World Series, it would be amazing. It'd be It'd insane be until we lost franchises <laughs> ever. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, the two most winningest World Series franchises. But if I, if I had to pick it, if I had to pick, but if it got down to those two, I actually think I might favor the Cardinals a little bit. And I know that's kind of hard to say, but you know, like with these different matchups, I don't think they make it that far. But I think if the Cardinals made it to the World Series and they can pass all these NL teams, like every single team is at least as good as they are, if not better, and they have to outplay them. Cardinals could make something happen in the World Series. You never know. Yeah. For sure, for I'm sure. Just, but, I'm saying if, if everything stays healthy, I like our team. I mean, obvi- I wanted I wanted to just go rogue and pick us. I like the Yankees um, if we're not there, but it would pain me to pick the Yankees because I hate the Yankees, so I just picked us. Sure. Yep. So That anyway, about does it for our yeah. MLB preseason. We hope you guys enjoy the season kicking off tomorrow, a.k.a. today when you hear it. Um, should well, be a lot coming up. Yeah, there's there's a lot coming up in April. We want to thank Jack Nations for being on the podcast. Remember, you need to subscribe, listen to him and his cousin's podcast. It's all about baseball called The Foul Ground. Is this called Foul Ground Podcast? Foul Ground Podcast. We were going to call it Two Drunk Cousins and a Talk Show, but yeah, <laughs> infringing. So we decided to call it The Foul Ground Podcast. Uh, yeah, we try to stay away from sabermetrics and uh, stay close to the <laughs> There you go. There you go. So – Give him a follow, and it's at Foul Ground on Twitter. You can also follow Jack um, on Twitter, at Jack Nations. I want to thank him for coming on the show. Um, Travis and I, we got a pretty fun-packed April. Next couple weeks are going to be kind of weird because there's not a lot going on. We will eventually give a full breakdown of the NBA and NHL playoffs. Also, the weekend before the draft, we got something big. We might, we'll probably be doing like a big, big draft episode. Don't really know the, logis- the logistics of that yet, but we're going to figure it out. Um, also, Travis and I are going to Vegas the first week of May. So us being degenerates, this is kind of all fits in. I'm sure we'll be 
sharing live videos and sharing shit more, more down there for my bachelor party, but it's going to be a fun next, next few weeks. But again, thank you to Jack nations for coming on the podcast. Jack, yeah, anything thanks else for having me guys. I really appreciate uh, being able to come on. I wanted to give a quick shout out to uh, my friend, Mary Bath and let her know that I have in fact made it big and she will never be on a platform um, as big as this. And that's <laughs> for her, but, uh, no, it's been really great. This is a whole lot of fun, guys. You know, I love the podcast. You know, I've been listening for a long time, and uh, yep. I really appreciate you guys having me on. Awesome. Yeah, we appreciate it, Jack. Yep, long-time listener, co-worker, and good, and good friend. So that does it for us. Um, we will see you guys next week sometime. So peace out, boys. Peace and girls, I guess. Bye, ladies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, college educated, she graduated. Any bill she can't front, her parents paid it. The show was far. You the only one with a car out your girlfriends. But being that she's a big fan, of course she made it. Most girls want to hide the fact that the thrill they chasing. But you just want to get drunk tonight and fuck someone famous. So I just name a time and a place in your game for Value player, hotel room, meet you there. Redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino style games to choose from, you too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a whirl. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.